Well, hello and welcome into part two in sports fantasy extravaganza. I know we haven't done anything extremely crazy, but it definitely is a lot of fun to get the fantasy football season started. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Jake Adnip, here with Sean Dwyer. Go ahead and say hello, my friend. How you doing? So we are really on, I believe it is National Draft Day, but in the midst of a whole bunch of shenanigans in fantasy football, I know I had a draft this morning. Sean told me he had his first live draft uh, with no no computer, no technology allowed um, earlier today, and I'm getting myself into one of those next week. So, I mean, Sean, which way do you prefer to draft? Well, just personally, you know, I prefer the computer. That way you have all the information in front of you. You know, preseason, there's a lot to keep up with in terms of injuries and depth chart updates that you have right there in the computer. And I think that's the way I prefer to do it. Well, I, I, I definitely agree, but I think it is a lot more fun to have everybody in the same room and actually have a live draft. It's, that's what brings the spirit of fantasy football out in everybody. And when it's everybody just hanging out around a computer, sometimes there's people auto-picking, and that's when you just get upset. But either way, it is a lot of fun uh, to get together with all types of people who get competitive with fantasy football. But um, I do have another draft later on today, and there will be several more coming up over the next week, so make sure you get your mocks in. But, um, you know, Sean, we're going to do our top five episode today, and we have several categories to go through. And we're going to start off with some of the, you know, lower ranked uh, fantasy players, some of the ones that may not get us as many points and it won't be, you know, uh, quite as outstanding. But, you know, you know, to begin with, Sean, um, we're going to start off with actually just our top three for rookies and go into our rookie quarterbacks. I know we talked about who we thought might be able to make the biggest fantasy impact on our last show, but who are your top three rookie quarterbacks? Well, yeah, going back to that show we had last week, um, I said Josh Allen would be the top rookie quarterback, so he's number one on my list, followed by Sam Darnold, you know, who you took as the top, just because there's a lot of uncertainty on how the Jets uh, roster is going to shape out in terms of starter. And then the last one, I'm going to go Baker Mayfield. You know, he was the number one overall pick. Tyrod Taylor hasn't been an outstanding franchise quarterback. Obviously, Buffalo let him go. So, you know, Baker Mayfield may squeeze in there a little bit, and I think that's how the top three for rookie quarterbacks will shake out. Well, as, like you said, referencing back to that other episode, I do think Sam Darnold's going to steal that uh, starting job out in New York, and I'm going to keep him at the top of my fantasy impact rating um, for a rookie quarterback. So then behind him, I'm actually going to scoot, I believe, Baker Mayfield up into that two spot. You know, like you said, Terod Taylor's had a little bit of trouble, and he just – had a bit of an arm injury, which they pulled him out just for precautionaries. But if Baker Mayfield can get on the field, I think he will produce some points in fantasy, both with his feet uh, and with his arm. And last, I put in Josh Allen, just because he's the only one who's going to walk into a starting job, it's looking like, who's going to be playing um, from day one. So I definitely think that Josh Allen will have a chance, but I don't think he has the weapons in order to really make any type of crazy big impact. Now for rookie running backs, I'll, I'll take the lead on this and say, I think that Saquon Barkley is definitely going to be the best rookie running back this year. I mean, I know the rest of the class, especially with Darius Geis or 
he just tore his ACL and MCL, I believe. And uh, he's now dropped off this list. I think Sa- Saquon Barkley is definitely going to be the best rookie running back, followed by Royce Freeman. And then uh, probably Sonny Michelle, because you know how those always turn out. Yeah, uh, just to follow that up, I have my one and two the same. You know, Saquon Barkley, Royce Freeman, they're probably going to be guys that step into a big role right away on teams. But I'm also going to throw in for my number three, Carryon Johnson for Detroit. I really don't know. You know, Mike LeGarrette Blunt might take some goal line touches, some short yard touches here and there. But I think Carryon Johnson is going to step in and be the full-time running back, the every down running back outside of special situations. So I think that Carryon Johnson might have a better year than some people expect. I definitely find it hard to believe just because of the lack of rushing production that the Lions have been able to produce in general over the last year, several years, close to a decade, really. Um, but if if he's the guy who can bring in and reinvigorate, there's no telling how many, you know, three and out backs they'll have. You know, they have a few out there right now, but I don't, I don't know if Carrion is going to be able to kind of wiggle his way into that slot. I don't know. I think, you know, Carrion Johnson, you know, who, who does he have to compete with him, you know, on first and second down carries? You know, Amir Abdullah's kind of been pushed out. LeGarrette Blunt, as I mentioned, is kind of a short yardage goal line specialist. And from what I can remember and what I've seen so far, Carrion Johnson can catch the ball out of the backfield. That's Theo, not as explosive as Theo Riddick, but he can get the ball and get upfield. So I think maybe Carrion Johnson might end up being a full middle of the field three down back for the Lions. And then in terms of overall numbers, he might not have a great year, but you know, going PPR, if he gets a couple of receptions a game, you know, he might have a big fit, bigger fantasy impact than he does overall impact for the team. So Sean, who are your top three rookie wide receivers for this season? I want to start off with Calvin Ridley in Atlanta, DJ Moore, Carolina, and Michael Gallup in Dallas. Calvin Ridley playing opposite of Julio Jones might be the benefactor of defenses shading more towards Julio Jones in the run game. He might get a couple looks downfield. Uh, DJ Moore and Michael Gallup are kind of in the same boat, in my opinion, where they're stepping on teams that don't really have established wide receivers. So they're in opportunities where they can make a big difference early. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on a couple of those. I think Calvin Ridley is going to be the biggest benefactor this year as a rookie. And DJ Moore is sitting at number three on my list. But number two on my list is Christian Kirk for the Cardinals. And, you know, they got Sam Bradford and Josh Rosen out there. I think no matter what quarterback ends up throwing them the ball, um, being across from Larry Fitzgerald is a pretty nice place because that's usually prime for deep balls and, you know, at least six or seven targets a game. It's never over 10, but it's enough to make an impact as a rookie. So next, Sean, on to our our independent defensive player. Who are your top five defenders in fantasy this season? Well, I'm just going to take all of my time and talk about one player because you know that I will. It is the man, Luke Keekley. He is the god of linebackers in the NFL. He is a beast. He is a monster. Mothers bring their babies for him to kiss their heads. Everybody loves him. He is the best linebacker in the NFL. 
But just to run up my top five, I'll go Bobby Wagner, Deion Jones, Quan Alexander, and Landon Collins at safety. I think they're all tackling machines, but Luke Keekley is the superior tackler in my mind. Well, I definitely agree with you that Luke Keekley is the best defensive player in the league, but he has to stay healthy. And really, if one or more two concussions or anything like that happens to this guy, I don't see him continuing his NFL career. So I'm going to put it on top of my list. He's not indestructible, and that's the point. Uh, I I would be wary of him throughout the season because he has gone on with injury each of the last three. Um, but right behind, right behind him, I have Bobby Wagner. But then I have Telvin Smith, the Jacksonville linebacker. I have Rashad Jones, the Miami safety, the Miami Dolphins safety. And somebody who is just a tackle machine, he has been for years, and he's always been a good producer in fantasy, is Sean Lee, the Dallas linebacker. Uh, he's always in on the plays, and even if he's not – going more than four or five sacks a year. You might have an interception here or there, but he's definitely somebody who is good for about 10 to 12 points a week. You know what he's not, though? What's that? Luke Keekley. He's not Luke Keekley. <laughs> of course he's not Luke Keekley. Now, we're going to take a quick break and before we move into our more skill positions, including quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. So we'll be right back. We are going to dive right into the skill position players for the fantasy football season. And I know me and Sean have some discrepancies in who we think is going to be better this year, but there wouldn't be fun in fantasy football if that wasn't the case. I mean, to start off with, we'll go all the way down to the tight end position. And I think it's pretty obvious who has been the best tight end and who will continue to be the best tight end as long as he's in the league in Rob Gronkowski. I mean, would you agree? I would concur, yes. I concur, I concur. No, I uh, I believe he's far and away the best weapon, you know, in that position right now. Jimmy Graham used to try to be on his level, but it's not not quite the same as it is as it was anymore. Um, I actually have Jimmy Graham all the way down at my fifth spot. Uh, with his new home, I think he might be able to find a little bit of love. But then again, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been so kind to tight ends over the years. Um, another guy I have on my list sitting at number four is Jordan Reed. And I think he's kind of a, a sleeper tight end pick. He is pretty good. Uh, and with Alex Smith coming in, I mean, Alex Smith was like the number three quarterback in fantasy points last season. And there isn't a shortage of weapons in Washington. And I think Jordan Reed will actually kind of step into that Travis Kelsey role and fulfill a, a full on top five tight end season at the end of the year. And in three, I have Zach Ertz, and of course, right behind Gronk, I have aforementioned Travis Kelsey. Um, Patrick Mahomes does have a rocket of an arm, and I think Travis Kelsey is probably the fastest, most agile tight end in the league, and he'll be able to make that work in order to end up back in that number two or number three slot behind Gronk. Yeah, I agree. My list looks pretty much similar, one through three. You know, you got Gronk, you got Kelsey, you got Ertz. Those are kind of the premier tight ends in the NFL. 
And going down to my four and five spot, I'm going to go with Jimmy Graham at four. And then kind of a surprise pick for me, I got Trey Burton at number five. This is a guy I think he's going to have a great year going from Philadelphia to Chicago. Playing in the offense is kind of similar to what he's done before. Being the number one tight end with Travis getting away from Zach Ertz. I think Trey Burton is going to have a great year in Chicago, you know. Their offensive, their new head coach, you know, was Travis Kelsey's coach in uh, Kansas City, and he used the tight end a lot. So I think Trey Burton might sneak up in there this year and surprise a couple people. Yeah, I actually picked Trey Burton in a draft I had earlier today, so I obviously have a little bit of faith in him as well. Another tight end I'd like to mention that has been solid over the last five, about three or four years, um, is Delaney Walker, and he's headed into the season with an injury. But keep a lookout for him if you're not trying to take a tight end in the first 10 rounds. Now, Sean, we're going to move into the other pass catchers on the field and move into our top five wide receivers. Um, Who do you take to be number one this season? I know we talked about it on our last podcast about, you know, number one in touchdowns. But who do you think is going to be the best fantasy wide receiver overall? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I think it's pretty, for me, it's close between him and Antonio Brown. But DeAndre Hopkins, he just had such a great connection with Deshaun Watson. And I think that he's going to be the number one. Just to round out my top five, we'll go Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham. Michael Thomas has been very consistent in New Orleans this past couple of years. And if Keenan Allen stays healthy, I think he is a top-end wide receiver for if, for fantasy. Well, Keenan Allen has always been a top-end wide receiver for fantasy, especially because Phillip Rivers is one of those quarterbacks that consistently throws for more than, I think it's like 3,500, maybe even 4,000 yards. Keenan Allen is a high reception, high yardage uh, option, and that's why I have him sitting at my number three spot. Um, Number two is Antonio Brown sitting behind DeAndre Hopkins, as we spoke about in our last podcast. But to round up my top five, I have Odell Beckham at number four. And then, of course, Julio Jones down at five. I don't know if you forgot about him, but I'm pretty sure he's primed to really, really make a explosion onto the scene this year. I haven't forgot about Julio Jones. I just, you know, he's been a little inconsistent the past year and a half in terms of his output during games, you know. The past couple of years, I'll dare say Julio Jones has just been a name. You know, he didn't have a lot of touchdowns last year, didn't have a lot of big plays. And if he has a great year this year, I won't be surprised. But going into it, I'm not putting my expectations too high. Of course. Now, to start off my top five fantasy running backs, uh, I think everybody is in pretty much consensus that Todd Gurley is the number one running back. But there's going to be a lot of people who contend that it's Le'Veon Bell. And my my list goes about the way that the popular opinion does. I think Todd Gurley is going to be the best fantasy running back, both in yardage and in touchdowns this season. And Le'Veon will be right behind him. I'm a little bit nervous about Le'Veon's playing time, how much they're going to feed him the ball. Hopefully, you know, he doesn't get hit with any type of injuries. So I'm a little bit nervous about Le'Veon with everything that's going on in Pittsburgh and him. So I can't really give him 100% go on number one. Now, I have Alvin Kamara sliding into my number three spot. Mark Ingram is in a contract year. He's out for the first four games. So Alvin Kamara is going to be heavily relied upon to help Drew Brees on that offense. 
They only have a couple different ways to go. And when Alvin Kamara gets the ball, he's electric. I, I like him in my number three spot. My number four spot, I'm going to take Ezekiel Elliott down in Dallas. I think over the last couple of years, we've been able to see that he is consistent. And when he's in the game, he will get you points. And just for uh, shits and giggles, I guess I'd say, I'm going to take Saquon Barkley as my number five running back in fantasy this year. I know I talked pretty big about him last in our last podcast. And he's ranked highly on all the boards. And everybody thinks he's going to do amazing. So the hype's high enough for me to say I think he'll end up in the top five at the end of the season. Yeah, for me, I'm not even going to spend time. You know, one and two, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell. That's pretty much the standard for everybody, and that's they've earned it for this much. But going down to my three through five, we different a little bit. I've got Ezekiel Elliott at three just because, you know, he was suspended, and he came back, and then he just continued off of what he started. And he's had a great career so far in the short time he's been in the NFL. He might slow down a little bit this year. You know, Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, they're dealing with some issues. Martin with an injury, uh, Frederick with an illness. So that offensive line is not going to be as strong. But I still think that Zeke is going to be a monster in Dallas. Going to number four, I've got David Johnson on a bounce back here. I think that people are kind of overlooking him a little bit off of getting injured week one last year, missing the whole year. But he's their guy. He's going to be – he's their guy. That's all I can say about him. And then Leonard Fournette, <laughs> Leonard Fournette rounds out my top five. And I think he's also getting overlooked a little bit this year in terms of, you know, Saquon Barkley, Kareem Hunt. Leonard Fournette's kind of fallen a little bit. But I still like Leonard Fournette. That Jacksonville team is going to be a run-first team with that defense, and he's going to be the, the guy. Yeah, I, I could see Leonard Fournette and David Johnson both kind of making – a case for the top five, but coming back off an ACL injury for David Johnson is going to be rough. I'll say it like that. And there's no short shortage of, you know, touches that he's going to get, but you know, like you said, one whole year out of competition, we'll see how he fares. Now moving into our last segment of the day, of course, we'll go into our top five quarterbacks. Sean, I know we both have the top, the same top quarterback. I think it's Aaron Rodgers, but he has a couple different guys out in Green Bay now. Do you think he can sustain that? Or in the in the the first reaction, people is going to go with is no. You know, he lost his top wide receiver in Jordy Nelson. He must kind of struggle a little bit. But the more that I really think about it, um, what happened to Matthew Stafford after he lost his top target in Calvin Johnson? his numbers went up. I don't think Aaron Rodgers' numbers are going to go up that much, but I don't think they're going to drop by not having Jordy Nelson. And I think that you kind of – Devontae Adams has been a great wide receiver for them. I think he's got enough weapons around him, you know, adding Jimmy Graham. I think they've done enough. You know, Geronimo Allison has really come along and has been one of my top sleepers for this year. I think he could fill a role nicely. So I still think Aaron Rodgers is the cream of the crop when it comes to quarterbacks. Well, and that, I, I can't believe that you kind of just compared Jordy Nelson and Calvin Johnson. Uh, not, not, not one to another, but at least it was situational. But I, I could see a drop in production from Aaron Rodgers, but I still see him being at least one of the top couple um, fantasy quarterbacks. To round out my top five, I think Russell Wilson has shown 
consistency, and he will. The offense is going to run through him regardless, so I think he'll be number two. I have Cam Newton sliding into number three because most standard scoring leagues do have rushing touchdowns pretty high up there, and he's been trending pretty well with his rushing yards and his touchdowns, so I believe he'll be able to sneak into the top five. Uh, Right behind him, I do have a couple other non-traditional picks, but I think they're going to have extremely good seasons. And number four, I have Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Having Stefan Diggs and Adam Thalen and even uh, Dalvin Cook in the run in the backfield, I think they have a really, really stellar chance at having a great offense. I mean, you just see what Case Keenum was able to do with them last year. And now having Kirk Cousins in a place where they have all this talent, a brand-new stadium, I think it'll be a really good place for uh, him to kind of shine. And to round out my top five, I have the sophomore Deshaun Watson. I think, like you have with David Johnson coming back, I think that Deshaun Watson's going to be the one who makes the big injury comeback and kind of blows the league up with DeAndre Hopkins and a sleeper that we're going to talk about here in just a second. Yeah, just to go with my top five real quick, I've already mentioned Aaron Rodgers is at one. Uh, My number two is Russell Wilson. I think he's going to have a very good year. My number three is Tom Brady, just because the guy won't go away. I mean, he finishes a number two quarterback last year. I They didn't make any moves as far as running backs as to a guy who's going to be a workhorse. So, you know, they're going to be throwing the ball a fair bit still. So Tom Brady's there at number three for me. Uh, Drew Brees at number four. I understand his numbers went down last year. But with Mark Ingram being out for the first couple weeks, as you mentioned, they're going to have to be a different offense in my mind. They don't really have a guy behind Alvin Kamara that's going to be an impact player. So they might try and protect Kamara for the later of the season in terms of touches, and they might go pass heavy a bit in the first couple of weeks. And that fits Drew Brees. You know, he's done that for years up until last year, so he's comfortable in that role. And then my number five is Kirk Cousins. You know, the big deal in Minnesota is to kind of a put-up-or-shut-up situation for him. Everyone's saying that he doesn't get his due and people saying he's overrated. This is his chance to sign. You know, I wish him the best of luck. And Kirk Cousins, you know, I, I buy it. I'd buy it too. Now, before we go, we do have to go through our quick through a couple of our favorite sleeper picks. Uh, obviously, people who were not included on the list that we just brought up. But who's your top sleeper for the season, Sean? I don't know if he really is categorized as a sleeper, but he is to me just because the draft I did today, he fell into the 11th round, and that would be Andrew Luck. Um, Being in Indianapolis now, all you heard leading up to preseason was Andrew Luck on all radio stations all day. Is he going to be ready? How is that shoulder going to hold up? And to be honest, he hasn't looked terrible in preseason for what preseason's worth. So Andrew Luck might have a better year than some people expect this year. Yeah, I think, honestly, my top sleeper, and the reason why I call him a sleeper is because I think he's going to end up in the top five or top six in the league in the in wide receivers, and I know he'll be at the very top towards – the very top in the PPR leagues is Jarvis Landry. He's been – he went in the draft that I was in, and I believe around seven or eight today, but I think if, if his production uh, across from Josh Gordon and, you know, that offense in Cleveland – if he can get eight receptions a game like he did in Miami, he's going to have astronomical numbers, first or second round numbers. And he might just be getting started with how many receptions he can make in a season. 
Do you have any other sleepers that you think are really, you know, going to play high above their average draft position? Uh, just two for me. I'm going to go with John Brown, wide receiver for Baltimore. You know, another change of scenery from Arizona. I think he might be – I don't know. Baltimore was hurting for wide receivers. They made some moves. They ended up with John Brown. I think he might be worth a look in the later rounds, along with, as I mentioned, Geronimo Allison for Green Bay, playing opposite of Devontae Adams. Um, Green Bay's always had two or three wide receivers that are worth taking in a draft, and I think Geronimo Allison is now – this is his year, though he's going to have numbers that are worth drafting. Yeah, one more guy that is kind of a sleeper to me, and especially because he's been dealing with a bit of an injury – is Doug Baldwin. He always does slide down into that third, fourth, maybe even fifth round. But I think people should pick him up as soon as they can, even if he does miss the first two games of the season. But that is going to do it for our very prestigious fantasy extravaganza. I hope everybody enjoyed and you might be able to take a little something away from this or you can just take away the fact that it's fantasy and – It's football, and you never know exactly what's going to happen. So, as always, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in, and we want to inform you, Sean, uh, we have started a Twitter page for our podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Just Sayin' Sport. On there, we will be posting all of our stuff and even some updates about what we'll be talking about in the future. And doing reactions and things like that. So if you have any questions you'd want us to talk about or any suggestions for content, please follow us and send us a message and we'll be able to get on there. But without further ado, my name is Jake Atnip. I'm Sean Dwyer. Thank you for listening to Just Saying Sports. Good luck in your fantasy drafts. And please, please, please don't blame us if you lose. All right. And we'll just see. For one quick note. Um, I just wanted to inform everybody that – as you said, the Twitter handle is just saying sport, um, spelled J U S T S A Y I N S P O R T. We are a little late in the game to get just saying sports, so make sure just to look for our logo when you search for it and you will find it. All righty. So hopefully, we'll see you on Twitter and we'll see you again next week. We're going to be talking some college football. So, Sean and I might get a little hyped up. So, you might want to come back and listen to us then. Otherwise, you have a great week and good luck in your drafts.